When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, kudos to everyone that was at the presser, all the, the media members that were there asking Michael Bidwell the tough questions. At one point, Let's, uh, you know, let's just go to the press conference. We'll, okay. we'll come back to the draft stock because this is more interesting and important. Yeah, Well, it goes right in hand-to-hand with what you're saying. Do you make Sean Payton first? Well, he was asked, do you see Sean Payton getting an interview? And he gave the, the best smirk of the press conference when asked. <laughs> now, he right. sidestepped it and said, we're not yeah. going to get into names and we're not going to you know do this or that. So on one hand, I felt, okay, he clearly knows that everybody has eyes for Sean Payton right now. And maybe he has eyes for Sean as well. Yeah. But then on the second point, he was asked a follow-up question of, are you basically going to spend what it's going to cost to go get the biggest name out there? Right. And then he shot that down with, I don't necessarily think the biggest name means the best coach. So the minute he said that, it 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 made you feel like you felt good. And then it was like, wait a minute. Now he's backstepping and... Maybe we won't be going after a Sean Payton. So the other comment he made that is relative to pushing all in on Sean Payton, he did say that he would prefer to hire GM first and head coach second. So if that is the case, then now he didn't say that that had to be that didn't have to be the scenario. He said that would be ideal, but that's not necessarily you know obviously we're hiring Sean Payton. I'm pretty sure you're including him on the GM conversation. So. That could pivot it. So who knows? I mean, Michael Bidwell could be playing the best poker under the sun. It's just, uh, I don't know. Interesting, yeah. And some interesting names here. I had seen this over on uh, all, all Cardinals. They had an article just about potential candidates for the GM spot. And this is where, by the way, went through this on the Giants side. Anytime you see like GM candidates, you got to dig back like a lot of layers sometimes to find the ways in which they connect to potential coaches. But they had put out a list here that included Dan Morgan, Carolina Panthers assistant GM, Lewis Riddick, who's been at ESPN, obviously former NFL front office member, also mentioned Morocco Brown from the Indianapolis Colts, director of college scouting there for them. Ed Dodds, uh, also a Colts assistant general manager. Although, see, in some ways, like I don't think that the Colts have put a great track record here together of late to say that you want to be plucking from them. And I did think that John Dorsey, the assistant and former Cleveland Browns GM um, with the Detroit Lions, (laughs) I just thought it was an interesting name that gets thrown out there because the Detroit Lions had success. Here's a good one that that was on my lips when we were talking about a different team in the NFL. 
And that was Adam Peters um, with the San Francisco 49ers. He interviewed in the last round for a lot of different positions, didn't get picked. Um, but I found that that one could be a fascinating one too. It, it I got to tell you, it, it, this is a hard spot to be in because you want to put your GM in place. And I think that's the right thing to do. Here's my, here, here's my question to you. Is Sean Payton the end all be all must have for you in this rebuilding process original reset? Let's not call it a rebuild because they have a lot of talent. Is he the end all be all? Because if he is, then that's who you worry about first. And the GM comes second, whatever it looks like. Or do you think that Bidwell can go out and get a GM that can then be in place to make the right decisions, whether that is Sean Payton or another coaching candidate. And it looks like there are going to be a lot of good ones to pick from. Yeah, no, I does, does Sean Payton, do you think he solves all problems? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I, I really do. Um, I think he would, would be the stopgap for everything. When you talk about just what the Saints were to what we have in this offense and this team as a whole and his leadership and his experience and – Everything else, like to me, that's where you start. I get you could go find the GM first. I get there's some good names out there. But at the end of the day, Michael's talking about trying to go and find uh, candidates that are up and comers and, and in the the that one program. They have a, I'm trying to think of the word, the name of the program. They have that program right now for up and coming, for diversity and everything else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he's on on the board of, of all of that or he's on the committee. And so it's one of those things where, gosh, it scares me that he's just going to go like Michael's going to go with whatever the league has been pushing for, which which I love. Don't don't get me wrong. Yeah. But right now, this almost feels like not that hard of a situation. There's one guy that's clearly the guy. Let's go get him. Yeah. yeah and I'm not I can never knock it um, because Sean Payton has a great track record and there's nothing to suggest other than that. He wanted a little bit of time away, needed a reprieve. The Saints were maybe starting to, obviously, were winding down the uh, Drew Brees era, right? Just a, a changing of the guard. It all makes sense. My only pushback is there's always a point when some of the best minds in the NFL stop being the best minds in the NFL. And I'm not saying that one season away, that's what it means for Sean Payton. But I, I, I do sometimes worry about looking, overlooking, some younger up and coming talents, some really bright minds that have been maybe passed over previously and but, going for what feels like the guarantee. And when you're the Cardinals, I get it. Cause it's really hard to take a, you never get the guarantee. Something. Okay. We never get the guarantee. And yeah. at the end of the day, wasn't cliff supposed to be a bright young mind. You know what I mean? Like, like, oh, and I get that's that, here's, that, here's that's that head coach, not a GM, but I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. we've kind of gone you. that route. You know, and this was fascinating to me. I thought too. Um, I was talking about this with uh, actually the, the guy that I uh, I cover the Brooklyn Nets with, uh, of all things, because we were watching football together over mm -hmm. the weekend, and it was one of those things of like, there are NFL coaches that with the ebb and flow of of the way the league is going, right? So all of a sudden they start clamping down on defenses. They make it so it's more explosive. Well, that's the perfect wave for a Cliff Kingsbury to come riding in, right? I'm an offensive minded guy. I want Kyler Murray, boom, boom, boom. And there's a couple of really good years there. But as you highlighted, and we talked about this last episode a little bit, couldn't even tell where he's supposed to be lining up wide receivers a lot. So, well, was he a genius or was he the, the coach that caught the right wave? Because then when it goes more, the defense this year became more ground, kind of ground and pound offense in a lot for a lot of teams. The defenses have figured things out. They've gotten mm -hmm. more athletic and faster. 
the best coaches, the upper echelon of which Sean Payton is one of them, they know how to ride those waves. They know how to adjust to those things. And that's where I think sometimes we talk about that next hot commodity or even a guy that looks really good for a year or two. Give me three years, four years, five years, ten years. That does prove what a coach is capable of. So I, I, I will talk a little bit out of the both sides here because I, I think it's true. Guys that have proven track records, it's hard to get away from them when you're looking for your next hire. Well, look at Sunday. You look at the Cardinals against the Niners. They open up the game with a gadget trick play for 70 yards to A.J. Green, this beautiful touchdown. Oh, my God. I can't believe (laughs) there's so much other stuff to talk about here. I said, sitting there with my buddy, I go, oh, Tyler is probably disgusted right (laughs) now. I was like, not Uh, only are they endangering endangering the pick. That's that's the first problem we're running into here. I was like, then it's the third string quarterback throwing it or the fourth string at this point throwing it to the aged veteran that he's been calling to go it was everything dude it was the perfect storm where i was like oh i wouldn't be surprised if tyler just had a, had an embolism and he just fell over off the sofa uh, I, I, I could not believe it i texted the group i said cliff is about to pull lovey smith and you know <laughs> off with his head at this point i mean no oh. way he's gonna win this game but oh god you you look at a play like that and and props to AJ Green. I mean, showing he still got it. AJ Green was a great player for a long time. When I knock him and say it's time to go and whatever, it's because he can't do that <laughs> and do things yeah. like that all the time anymore. I mean, he's just he can't. Th- there is no um, consistency there for an AJ Green. Now, with that being said, um, uh, my point to hold this is that Cliff, great play, great great way to start out the great way to start out the game or start out the uh, start out the game, but then in your second half, not making adjustments and ultimately getting just yeah. blown out. And that's a big like, part of it. Just, that's just it, what it is. Yeah. Adjusting to it, obviously and making those changes. So um, that being the case, we'll, we can circle back into here um, the press conference, et cetera. I just want to briefly go over what was accomplished over the course of the weekend for um, <laughs> for the Arizona Cardinals when it came to the draft order. And so it was interesting, as we said before, there wasn't anything about the Houston Texans falling out of that number one spot that we really thought was possible. We glossed over that completely, didn't even worry about it, um, and went right into thinking what could happen with the Bears, how could this plan plan itself out. You mentioned that the Bears came close. This weekend had a lot of games in Week 18. Like It mattered for a lot of teams to win. Some teams had nothing to play for, and yet the game scripts were getting really weird for a while. Ultimately, Houston pulls out their win. Chicago gets vaulted into the number one spot. The uh, Colts stay back there at four. And the Denver does a little bit of the favor that we needed there, too. And the Cardinals get into the three spot. I think you have to feel pretty good about it. If we just think back to, we said, hey, if you get high enough, then you're in a position maybe to trade back with somebody that wants a quarterback. But even three, worst case, and where I'm putting big old air quotes around worst case scenario, you end up with a great player like Will Anderson, probably. Now, the thing or Jalen Carter. Out, you're getting either one. Well, here's the thing I'm going to throw out because Will Anderson does feel tailor made for the Chicago Bears, right? Like you, you have your quarterback. He feels like a guy that's like in that mold, right? So maybe you don't get him, but the Cardinals but, but are. Is it, there is, any is way with the best scenario, right? Is there any way someone is not trading with the Bears? Like at this point, with Houston going to two. A team has to trade with the Bears if they want a quarterback. Otherwise, 
you know, I just, I don't no, know. You could stand, I, but, but if you think about it, the top of that draft there, just quickly, like, okay, so it's Chicago and, and you want to trade with them. They, they're probably willing to trade back. They have their quarterback. They could do a lot. Houston's going to take one. We assume, right? Unless you're blown away by Davis Webb's performance uh, in that Davis Webb. Sorry, excuse well, me. I, I'm, um, I'm, I'm more saying if there's a clear cut, number one, if it's young, yeah. if he's number one, without a doubt, the top QB on the board, someone is going to jump you the Texans him. to get to Maybe, one. But, Wouldn't the ultimate irony be the Houston Texans giving something up to get back up to one after losing the number one pick on Sunday just so they can get Bryce Young? They'd be like, what do we have to do to get up one spot with Chicago to get our quarterback? If you're in Houston, you're definitely going to get, you know, you can get Stroud, you can get Levy. Like, you'll get get a good quarterback there. Like, I don't think you need to move, but one of those others that are sitting at four, five, six, whatever, like, they're going to need to move up. I mean, it just, I, I don't see there's a world that there is not a trade for the number one pick. I just think it has to happen this year. Yeah, probably. And you would assume, again, if you're Chicago and you look at your roster, you have enough holes to fill. That you, that you should probably do get a big old, a big old mm-hmm. haul for that there. So the Cardinals will wait and see. That, that's all that they can do here. Assuming that some other teams come up, that's maybe the unfortunate spot where, now this is again, though, I'm just going to say it really quickly here before we have a, a really good, uh, great guest that was on recently with us. He's going to hop in here in a second. I will say, though, remember that little game of chicken. to come on the episode. I'm going to just throw that out there. Well, I, I, I didn't want to. Yeah, I didn't want to say it was like, you know, a bit of a, you know, we're not saying it was forced. We're not saying he has any dirt on anybody, but let's just be clear here. Um, but no, but that game of chicken that has happened to the top of the draft, depending on who wants to move up or not. And you sit there and you say, well, Chicago, you know, you, you have your quarterback. What do you really want to do here? That, that I think is always a fascinating process um, when we get towards the draft. 